0: Well maybe it wasn 't the sermon we well, 're family this church i think I think it 's safe to say at least in my experience this, this is the familiest church i 've been part of it 's because of the relationships and the connection and the openness here. I remember. I hadn't been here very long, maybe a few years and uh, I was sitting with a group of people and I was talking about a friend of mine and uh, somebody from the church asked me, is he family? And I said, well, no, he no relation. And, I mean, it seemed like an easy enough question at the time and the response to my, to my response was no, I mean, is he gay? Well, you asked me if he has family, and and my friend said, yeah. Oh, I'd never heard that expression before. My experience, I would say, an understanding of LGBTQ persons has been stretched and expanded over the last eight years. I have long been an ally and inclusive, but... uh, My understanding and and connection here has helped me grow. Family. What does it mean to you? Obviously, it can mean different things to different people. I've seen families that seemed perfect and were filled with trauma and dysfunction. I have seen families that seemed highly dysfunctional and yet produce love and grace. We know just because of recent news stories of highly visible persons in our country who we thought had it all and ended up exiting this life too soon. We can't always tell what's going on in a family. What does it mean to you? When you hear the word family, what comes to mind for you? Anyone? Love. Love. Trust. Trust. Kindness. Kindness. Support. Openness. Support. Reunion. Reunion. Caring. Caring. Sharing. Relation. Relationship. Belonging. And it doesn't have to be blood. Belonging. Belonging. Tradition, Tradition. <laughs> music, it, we could just probably go on to where I wouldn't have a sermon, if we... welcome, love, sometimes strife, sometimes struggle. When someone says, I pulled up behind, and I can't remember now what the business was, I pulled up behind a, a van that was obviously a work, I don't know if it was the air conditioner business or something, just a couple days ago coming to work and I'm on the back of the van it said we treat you like family. And, <laughs> and every time I see one of those I'm like really? Sometimes that saying can make us feel warm and loved on the inside. And for some of us it might want to make them the other way. You know this is uh This is Pride Month, and I've had friends and family speak out to me against the notion of Pride Month or Pride parades, and I always share with them that it's easy for one to speak out against such things when one has the privilege of being born heterosexual and not have to have a day that speaks to equal rights non-discrimination did a little research oh six eight months ago uh, because I didn't know the the original origins of that day and this month the Pride movement began in New York in 1970 after the Stonewall riots in Greenwich Village the riots spanned over three days and were some of the most prominent instances where LGBT Persons resisted against police discrimination. It was kind of a watershed moment, if you will, in LGBTQ history. It's often accredited as the start of the modern gay liberation movement and expanded into a larger rights movement, if you will.
1: Originally, it was solely a
0: political demonstration to voice demands for equal rights and protections, and and still is, and includes parades by Flag and ACT UP during the AIDS epidemic. In 1991 is when it kind of began to what we know of it today. And I bring all this up today, not, not because I don't think our community of faith here at CHUM is unaware, or not unaware. And I don't bring it up because I just want to preach to the choir, so to speak. And I don't bring it up because I want to browbeat us. But I bring it up because it doesn't just apply to LGBTQ persons. In our culture and society, and I believe it's been exacerbated of late, there are whole groups, communities, families of persons who feel more and more pushed To the outside isolated ignored targeted and discriminated against and it's why I asked the question about family what does it mean to be a part of a family and for us as a community of faith to keep speaking to the injustices of treating others not like us not like our family to the edges and to the outside It will continue to draw criticism, not only from those of our family, but even from those within our family. Headlines across our nation of threats to transgender persons in our military and civil service. Supreme Court that ruled in favor of a bakery owner discriminating against a same-gender couple over a wedding cake. I read something on, uh, on Facebook the other day. It said, imagine, imagine being so afraid of God that you're unwilling to bake a cake for a fellow human being. And then in, and then in our own United Methodist denomination, we're poised for a special general conference to decide not only if or not only how, but if LGBTQ persons can be included fully in the life of our family. Our country, our world, has a long history of targeting and excluding, discriminating against, and brutalizing those we view as different. Those we view as the lesser. Those we view as outside our family. This passage we read from the Gospel of Mark this morning is one of my favorite passages and sometimes I think it gets overlooked one of my favorites because even Jesus family who if we take the whole context of of the of the three synoptic Gospels into into play this is the family that's supposed to know the story of Jesus best And they think he's lost his mind. They think he has lost it. His family, it says, went out to restrain him. For people were saying, he has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, he has Beelzebul. And by the ruler of demons, he casts out demons. He's crazy. He's lost his mind. And you don't have to go far today to find the same response from a world that would rather not bake a cake, a world that would rather imprison immigrant children, a world that would rather deny affordable and adequate health care or exclude firearms from a study on school violence. You don't have to go far to know those of us who speak against such things are seen as out of our minds. For Jesus, it was so much so that it cost him his life. The church, the church needs to be involved in the political discourse of our country. Not partisan political discourse. The political discourse that creates the common good for all. Of God's children. Jesus life was the life. Of a radical. Calling into question. The practices of the empire of his day. An empire that had colluded. With religious power. And created a toxic atmosphere. Of power, oppression, and violence. And if that doesn't sound. Eerily familiar to you today. We're not paying attention. Jesus proclaiming kingdom come was about a beloved community where everyone was one of the family. One of the community. And it is as radical today as it was in his day. It's a radical family grounded, founded in unconditional love, And just the notion of unconditional love can send some of our family off the deep end. We want conditions on our ability to love one another. Out of your minds. Going against the flow. Rather than giving in to the fear of not fitting in. Why would we fear God that ache? Really. Amen? Why would we fear a child enough to separate them from their parents and put them behind a fence? Why would we live in such fear that tools of violence are the preferred choice? To choose the other is to be seen out of your mind by someone. And if that's the case, call me crazy. The message of Jesus is... We need a revolution. We need a revolution of resistance to this culture of fear. We need a revolution of family, of community. We need a revolution of radical, inclusive, unconditional, countercultural, turn the world upside down law. We need a revolution of the way of Jesus, fearless. Out of your mind, radical love. May it be so. May it be now. Amen.